All right, so uh, today we're doing part three of sort of a review of the seminar mm -hmm. on gender identity and the Bible. Yeah. Um, we've gone through some definitions. We've looked at some scriptures. Yeah. Now we are entering what terrain? Yeah, now I want to look at kind of gender from kind of more of like a cultural perspective, kind of how gender how gender is talked about and discussed uh, in kind of our culture and how that kind of intersects with maybe what scripture might have to say about okay. that. Um, so kind of just start bas basically with kind of this idea of like thinking about gender and but thinking about it through the lens of how do we or what are some of the pitfalls? We might okay. make mistakes with gender when and then just kind of fill in the gaps with okay. some of that. So I think the first one that I would say is that we mis we can make mistakes when talking about gender when number one, we define gender primarily through cultural stereotypes. Okay. And so thinking about cultural stereotypes, so I think of kind of the examples of say like Disney princesses mm -hmm. on like the female spectrum. Okay. So you kind of have, you know, your Snow White, your Little Mermaid, those sorts of things kind of defining both like femininity, uh, beauty, just femaleness in general. So this would be like you're walking through Target and there's an aisle of toys mm -hmm. and it's girls toys and they are all princesses yeah. wearing these dresses and then the child gets to come home and all the dress up she has are just princesses. For she sure. doesn't have construction worker or engineer exactly. outfits or yes. whatever. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a very kind of, you know, there's an image that's associated with that physically, so on and so forth, okay. visually, all that sort of stuff. That's on the female side. Uh, stereotype then maybe on the male side is kind of like a Sylvester Stallone, like ripped, kind of warlike, bravado, you know, John Wayne type, I don't yep. know, uber masculine, yeah. kind of, you know, aggressive but might be too strong. In the seminar you had Rambo. Rambo, yeah, was the yeah. example Rambo there. and Rocky. Rambo, Rocky, going yeah. back and forth, that sort of idea. So you have Disney princesses, Rambo, Rocky, and these more or less in our culture, at least, you know, over the past, I don't know, throughout American history at least, recent American history, have more or less, I don't know, defined some of these stereotypes for what it means to be masculine or male or female. Okay. And I think kind of what we were talking about in the seminar is just kind of pushing back on that a little bit and saying that's if we just define gender by stereotypes, we're not actually allowing the scriptures to speak into what it means to be male and female. Yeah. So basically we're just sort of going along the flow with the flow of culture. Well, exactly. And say allowing culture to define uh, gender expression exactly versus allowing the scriptures to speak into that. exactly for sure which then leads to the sort of the second uh, idea that goes along with this is then when we allow gender or we make mistakes with gender when gender is defined uh, or limited to a cultural construct now this is very similar to what we just talked about with stereotypes but kind of this idea of kind of you think about it like this like stereotypes whether it be like the barbie doll on the female side or the rambo figure on the male side Things like that kind of inform the way culture thinks about male and female. And then, you know, over time, there's this construct or this idea of from there, what it means to be male and female. Okay. That kind of gets fleshed out over time. And then more stereotypes along those lines arise. And it's kind of like you were mentioning just a moment ago before we hit record. It's kind of a chicken and the egg thing where stereotypes begin to inform culture, culture, then, you know, more stereotypes. And it kind of gets this back and forth over time okay. where now gender is limited to these cultural constructs that have been, yes, influenced by stereotypes. Okay. So let me see if I get this right. So like you have the, the toy maker who mm -hmm. makes the Barbie doll and the Ken doll. Yeah. And these ideas kind of get into culture mm -hmm. and then you have people thinking about these ideas yeah. and then they start sort of spelling it out and saying, okay, so 
this is what it means then to be a female. Yeah. And then this is what it means to be a male. And they take, you know, these cultural stereotypes, sure. then they tease out like these explanations or lists of yes. masculinity, femininity. That's what you're calling a construct. Construct, yeah. Now then these constructs get in a culture and then sort of new images or exactly, new stereotypes yes. start to emerge within culture and then the process starts over It starts again. over, yeah. And again, it's hard to kind of go back to like point zero on the timeline, yeah. so to speak. Who's the prime mover in behind this? all of yeah. this? Yeah, but kind of getting how... These, there's mutual in, in, informing happening here over time from mm -hmm. the stereotypes and construct. Yep. And we're just kind of swimming in this yep. sort of narrative. Um, so that's the second piece. And again, that does, uh, it is very similar to what we just and said. Do you have some examples of like constructs? Yeah. So like, so this is where when in the seminar, I kind of pulled from Wikipedia and then a, a Christian pastor who I'll, I'll mention in a moment. But first, the Wikipedia sort of definition or okay. kind of cultural construct with femininity and uh, masculinity. So... While the defining characteristics, this is Wikipedia. While the defining yeah, characteristics, so secular, secular this is not a yeah, Christian no religious, <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. So I don't, I'm, not, I'm not exactly sure who wrote this. Yeah. Um, but while the defining characteristics of femininity are not universally identical, some patterns exist. So gentleness, empathy, sensitivity, caring, sweetness, compassion, tolerance, nurturance, and deference are traits that have been traditionally cited as feminine. So there, you sort of have like traits like gentleness, empathy kind of being lumped into this category of what it means to be female or feminine. Okay. So that's on the female end. On the male side of things, you have tradition or sorry, traits traditionally viewed as masculine in Western society have included strength, courage, independence, violence, and assertiveness, and virility from the Latin ver, man, is similar to masculinity, but especially emphasizes strength, energy, and sex drive. Okay. And so there you kind of have more of a secular kind of idea of these constructs, female and male. Uh, here's kind of more uh, our Christian, famous Christian pastor, John Piper, kind of puts it like this. Masculinity is a sense of benevolent responsibility to lead, provide for, and protect women in ways appropriate to man's differing relationships. Then he goes on. Femininity is a freeing disposition to affirm, receive, and nurture strength and leadership from worthy men in ways appropriate to women's differing relationships. Now, there are some differences, especially if you, you know, from a John Piper background to the Wikipedia yeah. idea there. But what, what they're getting at is that there are particular ways that male and female kind of, you know, are in society. And they're kind of saying that there are these very different and kind of, you know, a lot of culturally influenced ways yeah. and for Piper biblically yeah. informed for him, at least ways of what it means to be masculine and feminine. And so are you saying to me, like, we should have these sort of really defined ways of being masculine and feminine? Or are you saying something's going wrong here? Yeah. So I think there's a little bit of both. Okay. And so I think this is where I want to nuance it. So if we said, you know, for one, we make mistakes when we're defined by cultural stereotypes, okay. limited to cultural construct. Number two, kind of the third layer to that is that when we make kind of gender exclusively binary, mm -hmm. which what I mean by that is when you take like descriptions like I just read right there mm. and you make them ultimate and exclusive to what it means to be female and male. So to say then a woman cannot have courage. Yes. Yeah. Is like, well, that's really weird. You that's, just did something odd. Exactly. Yes. Because I want to kind of, and I'll walk the tightrope, so to speak, yeah. between on one hand, there does seem to be both just observing nature, observing life, and from scripture, yeah. di clear differences between male and female. Yeah. I mean, that's sort of what, I mean, on some level is happening with Adam in Genesis 2, yeah. right? 
the helper yes. is made is someone who can do what Adam cannot do on some level. Exactly. And this is, and she is gendered differently. Dever different. Exactly. Yeah. So, so there's difference. There's inherent. something there, yes. but it's not clear what. Exactly. Yes. And so I think there's room and there's space to kind of flesh out what that difference is. Yeah. But then the moment when I think sometimes both in secular culture and even in Christian culture, there is a kind of a tendency or maybe tendency is the right word here to kind of make those differences rigid hmm. to like the nth degree, so to speak. So we kind of just, you know, think about females as exclusively or primarily as the ones who are like gentle and compassionate. Yeah. When you think about like the life of Jesus, like he's described with those exact words yeah. as compassionate and gentle and meek. Yeah. So we just got to be careful with recognizing on one hand, yes, there are clear differences in male and female. And there's also general patterns in nature with how generally speaking, both male and female kind of express and live and act on a general level, but again, not exclusive. Yeah. But I think what I'm trying to get at to, uh, to be more succinct is when we make these kind of stereotypes and constructs exclusively binary yeah. and make gender exclusively binary, I think we're uh, in getting into kind of dangerous water, so to speak, as okay. to what it actually means biblically to think about male and female. And even biblically, we can see this. Yes, yeah. So like in the seminar and kind of recapping here, I uh, brought up the men the story of David. While I was mm. uh, leveraging, Preston Sprinkle has an opening uh, section in one of his yeah. chapters about gender stereotypes. And he starts with where you, the reader, don't actually know who he's talking about. Mm -hmm. And he kind of has this character named KD, just with the, you know, the two yeah. letters. Yeah. And he kind of just tells the narrative and the story of KD, you know, has, you know, grows up in Israel or grows up and he's playing the harp and he likes to write poetry. He didn't really, wasn't chosen to be like the best warrior. And you're kind of going, okay, like, who is he talking about? Mm -hmm. And he's clearly talking about a male, but then this male KD is doing a lot of things that stereotypically aren't necessarily done by males. Mm -hmm. And then he kind of, kind of drops the, you know, the mic drop moment at the end of the paragraph or something where he's like, Oh, I'm actually talking about King David right now, mm -hmm. who is a male, yeah. but doesn't necessarily, he likes poetry, he plays the heart, has he, a really close friend yes, named Jonathan. Jonathan, exactly. Yeah. And so there's the, the, the character of David, I think does a really good job biblically of kind of pushing against hmm. some of these stereotypes That's good. where David, yes, there are these moments where he is, you know, a warrior, he's a king, yeah. so on and so forth. But he's also like we just mentioned, he's writing poetry, he's expressing his emotions mm. at a very raw and honest level. Yeah. Uh, he's, you know, has a very close companion, Jonathan, where we might, you know, look at that friendship as, you know, not being like your typical, like male bromance sort of friendship <laughs> or whatever. But again, this is the Bible's way of kind of saying there's, there's, yes, there's differences between male yeah. and female, but when we, again, make those exclusive, yeah. we're again, not actually being biblical yeah. at that point. I think of even the story of with Ruth and Esther yeah. and their bravery and courage. Exactly, yeah. Like Wikipedia says, you know, these people are brave or yes. Piper or whatever. And yeah. you're like, well, I see some really brave women. Exactly. I just taught on Mary this last weekend. Yes. Like, how brave she was. Exactly, for sure. Right, to say yes to this whole the thing, whole thing. With yes. the incarnation, totally. with Jesus, right? Being born, it's like, wow. For sure. That required a lot of courage. A lot of courage. And I think this is where when we are kind of thinking about, you know, these ways we might make mistakes, both how culture sometimes makes them, how sometimes even Christianity in general sometimes makes them. Coming back, kind of landing now with more scripture, you have these characters that are really kind of, yes, clearly male or clearly female, but yeah. the way that so that sex gen and gender overlap overlap. And again, this is where we get to uh, the other mistake is when we divorce gender from mm. uh, biology. That's what we just mentioned mostly in the last yeah. uh, podcast. When we make that mistake, we're, we're 
we're not actually being faithful to scripture. And so again, it, it. we want to try to thread this needle as best we can of recognizing that God has made male and female as separate and distinct and different and beautiful and good as male and as female. But the way that that is expressed, male and female, generally, yes, there are differences, but there's also some overlap. So if I were to maybe visually... Yeah, would you say like this is like a bell curve? Like how would you... Yeah, so like there's, there's probably two ways I've seen uh, people graph this. It's like two bell curves where if you can listen, you're obviously listening to this, but visually kind of imagine like two sort of the humps of a bell curve overlapping. Mm -hmm. And so there's clearly some distinction and difference, but there's also some overlap hmm. as well. Got it. The other way I've seen, I think Sprinkle does this too. And I think I showed the picture of this in the seminar was kind of like a Venn diagram with two circles uh, overlapping. Oh yeah. And so you have distinct male and female, each circle being represented yeah, by one of the circles, overlap. but there's overlap at the same time. Mm -hmm. And the overlap there is not like, promoting like a third gender or something along those lines, but a way that gender is expressed. Mm -hmm. So the way your maleness is expressed, the way someone's femaleness mm -hmm. is expressed, uh, can overlap in what we might consider stereotypical of the opposite gender, yeah, if that, that makes, makes sense. sense. So, so, so four things, right? So gotta be careful about stereotypes in your mm -hmm. culture, pay attention to the constructs yes. in which the culture is operating. Yep. yep. Um, Three, you got to be really careful about being too rigid. Rigid, yeah. About like exactly how gender expresses itself. Exactly. And then four was, but don't sort of buy into mm -hmm. the total separation of sex and gender yes. as if gender and sex aren't somehow connected. Exactly, for that, sure. That's totally it. Yeah. So when you know, the stereotypes, the construct, the being exclusively rigid with the with the binary, yeah. But then also not going the opposite of then divorcing biology yeah. uh, from gender. And that's kind of, in some ways, the genesis of this discussion. Exactly, yes. As we've gone through this, maybe even reaction to stereotypes and constructs and culture, mm -hmm. and then the reaction is, oh man, this is messed up. We're just going to separate them entirely. Exactly. Um, and we're going to say these are totally unrelated. Exactly, is yeah. Is that sort of like that's exactly what the, the moment we're living the, in? That's what it seems to me. Again, I'm not okay. claiming to be an expert or anything, yeah. but I think that's kind of the milieu, the kind of water we're swimming yeah. in. And the question, one of the questions becomes, okay, so how then as Christians can we be faithful to what the Scripture says, recognizing the beauty of how God made us in His image, male and female, mm -hmm. but also the beauty and the freedom of how that is expressed in a variety of ways, mm. yet still recognizing that God has made me male, God has made me fem or female, and that, yes, I'm different from a male if I'm a female, and I'm different from a male, uh, if I'm getting mixed up. Yeah, I'm you. different from a male if I'm a female, yeah. and to recognize the goodness and the beauty uh, inherent in that. And maybe the response then from our end, like on the Christian side, is to have maybe some empathy for the mm -hmm. ways that society has bought into stereotypes yes. and constructs that have actually damaged people. Exactly. Yes. So we have some empathetic response. Mm -hmm. And then we also have a sense in which that we actually emphasize the, the gender that embodied gender mm -hmm. or sex, both yeah. are good. Good. Exactly. Yes. And, and that like, God intentionally did this. Exactly, yes. And this is, I think, what becomes super crucial in this is having a high view of the body, a high good theology of the body as yeah. uh, kind of orienting us toward how God has designed us and yeah. recognizing the goodness therein. And then also this level of recognizing that the what, what Christianity has to offer is a beautiful vision of expressing our gender. Yeah. But then like you just mentioned, having compassion for the way that we might have been negatively influenced by stereotypes. Yeah. But recognizing also, 
kind of in addition to that, that sometimes the church has also perpetuated some of those stereotypes mm. as well in constructs. In constructs, and yeah. to recognize and to, to be, you know, again, we're not going to always get it perfect. But how can we, as the church, again, it's a really hard needle to thread because really. I think in a cultural moment where there is confusion yeah. on gender identity, clarity is very important. Mm -hmm. But then, how, how do then, as a church, do we strive for clarity and compassion, but then also recognize the kind of the breadth and the freedom That's that good. the scriptures give us? Uh, and not go back to the rigid gender stereotypes. Yeah. So not easy. No, it's good. But and then what do we do? Um, I don't know if this is part four or not. But were we going to say something in this episode about intersex and how that sort of relates in? Yeah. So I think I want to have that as a separate okay. kind of whole entity because I want to look at you know Matthew nineteen. Yeah, uh, the uh, Ethiopian eunuch in Acts chapter eight. There's also a passage in Isaiah and how those three kind of are talking to each other and how they fit into the broader storyline cool. of scripture. So. so stay tuned. Alrighty. Coming next. Cool.